This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. A couple weekends ago, we saw a run at the World Waterfowl Calling Championships, unlike any other we have seen before in competition waterfowl calling. Mike Benjamin put on an absolute clinic in Easton, Maryland, and he is joining me on the phone right now. Mike, what's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? Asher, good to talk to you. Absolutely, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great, dude. It's been a it's been a banner waterfowl season for us to this point so far, man. It just feels like everywhere we've gone, we've hit it just right. So I I have no That's complaints, awesome. man. Where are you joining me from today? Rochester, Minnesota, where it is a sunny but about twenty five degree morning. Man. So it uh it's kind of pretty average for our time of year. Uh, we all kind of wish it'd be a little bit colder. Haven't really got the snow on the ground yet, but it sounds like uh, there might be a chance for some of that here in the near future. So we'll see. We talked about it briefly before we got started, but how has the hunting been in Minnesota this season so far? Yeah, so I think it was, you know, actually probably when I was about in Maryland, like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Uh, we kind of got our first cold snap. We had some rain followed by, you know, some pretty cold temps. So like the northern half of the state really, uh, really started to see a good push of birds like coming out of Manitoba, Winnipeg area. And uh, where I'm at in southeast Minnesota and Rochester, it's been fairly mild. Um, haven't really had a lot of weather to push some new birds in. But, you know, when you drive around, you start to see a few more kind of loading up on some of the reservoirs and, sure. and on the river and lakes and stuff here in town. But the hunting overall has been probably a little bit below average for what it uh, for what it typically is for you know about Thanksgiving weekend. Usually about that first second week in November, um, we tend to have a fairly decent amount of birds. But the weather has been so stale that you know for our geese down here, like if you don't have any clouds, they fly out. You, you know, like a lot of places, ten minutes before dark, if they mm-hmm. even leave the refuge. Yeah. So, yeah, well. Maybe it'll turn around and uh, we'll have some real, real winter set in and, uh, you know, things will start picking up around there. So for sure, let's, let's just get right into this thing. Mike, please correct me yeah. if I'm, I'm off on any of this, but you open up the night with a win in the world two man live goose with Trevor Shanahan. Yep. Then you and Corey Nickham win the world two man live duck. Yep. Then comes the solo stuff. You win the World Live Goose, which now yep. makes you a two-time champion. <laughs> Correct. And then you beat the reigning World Live Duck champion and obviously close friend, Corey Nickham, yep. for your fourth world title in one night. Yeah. Then comes the big one for the night, the Open Goose. And your name is called for second place with Lee Williams being crowned as a champion. Yep. Dude, all I got to say is, wow, Mike, that is total (laughs) domination, man. Can you just take a moment and talk through these various events, just starting from the first one, the two-man live goose with Trevor, just starting with that one, the way you felt, uh, and just your reaction 
and emotions as the night started to unfold. Take take your time for sure uh, to go through each of them. Don't feel like you got to rush through any of them. Just just kind of talk us through it. Yeah. So like uh, out in Easton on Friday night is when they have the is have the preliminary round. So they they run the first two rounds for each of the events, and then they save the final round for Saturday. Uh, for those that are listening that don't really know how the structure is, it's a little bit different from a traditional contest. So when they run the preliminaries, um, you know, like in the team events, you have your partners, uh, everybody blows their, their first round routine, uh, the people running the contest that make their cuts, and then you blow your second round. And then instead of blowing the third round, they just kind of let everybody know who made the final round. They take either the top five or six. Okay. Um, I think I've seen seven out there before, like if they have a, a three-way tie for fifth place or mm-hmm. fourth place or something. Um, they'll bring, you know, they'll bring everybody back. Um, but they, they usually cut it pretty close. They try to get right at five people or five people or teams. Okay. So, um, I asked Trevor earlier in the summer, I was like, Hey, cause him and I want the team open goose in 2019 together. Um, and we've, whatever him and I have called together, we always, for whatever reason, even though we live kind of on opposite sides of the country, we always kind of mesh pretty well uh, with our routine. So I was like, hey, man, you want to do the, the two-man live goose? He's like, for sure. And I'm like, all right, well, instead of waiting for the last minute, you know, like everybody else is, you know, thanks to Snapchat, Facebook, and, you know, cell phones, we can probably get something put together, you know, with plenty of time. So we're kind of on the same page. Well, as, you know, everybody's busy. The summer goes on pretty soon. What, what ends up happening, you know, it's, it's the day before the contest or the day of the contest. And it's like, we probably need to figure this out. You know, it was a good thing we talked about this months ago. So him and I kind of threw some ideas around and uh, we kind of made like two little practice routines before the, before the contest started. And I felt pretty good with how we did. Um, and we made the first round cut. I'm like, all right, you know, we're kind of, kind of on track i'm like i feel like we sound really good but you know it's the world championships so there's always there's always a lot of really good teams um and the judges you know are, are kind of a mix of past competitors uh waterfall biologists so and the, you know they're from all over the country sure. so a lot of people have different styles so you can never really know like what to expect from you know certain judges right. so we make the second round and I'm like, all right, you know, I, I feel pretty good about this. It's had some pretty good stuff. And they, uh, they call the top five and Trevor and I didn't, uh, didn't make the cut. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I was like, man, I thought we sounded really good. Trevor's like, yeah, he's like, I thought we sounded really good too. But I was like, you know, whatever it, uh, it is what it is. So fast forward, we go through the rest of the contests, um, ended up making, making for the finals. So that Saturday, um, they're getting ready to run the finals rounds and uh, I'm sitting in the front row next to Corey and we're going to watch the, the team goose and it's taken a little bit and it's taken a little bit and it's taken a little bit. We're like, man, they I thought they were going to be starting like real soon. Mm-hmm. Well then uh, Teddy Hoover, the guy who runs the contest yeah. out there comes up and he goes, Hey, he goes, I need you to do me a favor. I'm like, what's up? He's like, I need you to, I need you to grab your goose call and come with me. And I'm like, are we like going up on stage to do like a demonstration? <laughs> like I thought, you know, I just want to watch this. He's like, there was a, a computer issue where when they entered our scores, the computer didn't save them. So like we only got scored for the first round. So our second round scores never got pushed through. So when they uh, sort, you know, on, on the Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. it had us, you know, 
way far back. And then when Mike Eddy was looking through the computer, he saw that one of the teams that was in the second round just had blank scores the whole way across. So, you know, they could do a pretty good job of keeping track of all the scores and stuff. So when they entered it in, he's like, you guys actually didn't get cut. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll get off my seat, you know, (laughs) we'll see what, we'll see what we can do. And I told Trevor, I was like, man, I was like, I thought we sounded really good, you know, but (laughs) you never really know. So now they're like, well, now there's six teams back there and we go through, we blew a pretty good third round. And I'm like, man, I'm just happy to be sitting up here. It's the first year I've ever made um, all five finals. In 2019, I made um, all the finals, but the live duck. so just to, you know, I was like, awesome. You know, it's already kind of halfway win just to, sure. just to be able to call on Saturday. So they go through, which, you know, what they end up calling Trevor and I for first place. So I'm like, man, this is, this is awesome. It's already, it's already a good trip. You know, I won, uh, I won a world championship. Who took second and third there in that two-man record? Um, second was Lee and Teddy. Okay. Um, and then third I think it was maybe like Teddy and Bobby Heim or something. I don't remember exactly okay. what the, what the different placings were there. Now, did you in these two man the the live goose and live duck? Did you only blow with Trevor and Corey? Did you have multiple partners in either of those? No. So I was um, I was actually going to blow in the team goose with Scott Trinan, and him and I had been practicing. Well, then on Wednesday he ended up like shooting this big deer. And it was like really rainy the day before we were leaving and he ended up like slipping in the back of the truck and like crushed his knee. Oh, so geez. he like couldn't even walk. So like on Wednesday night, you know, we leave Thursday to go out to Maryland. He right. was like going to the hospital to get his oh, knee like geez. checked out. So he's like, man, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it. He's like, I got to keep weight off my knee and ice it and all that. So gotcha. I, uh, so were, you I were going to blow with Scott um, and Trevor both. Yeah, in the gotcha. in the team live goose, gotcha. and then um, okay, yeah, and then Dang. like in the team duck, I was just gonna blow with Corey because okay. I was like, man, you go out there, and I think a lot of a lot of guys, at least what the the feeling was, was you know if you're a really good duck caller, you get a bunch of really good teammates, you kind of spread out your risk a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if I blow with Corey you know, which I have the past few years and him and I took second in 2019. I keep saying last year, but it was actually 2019 because they didn't have the contest in 2020. Him and I took second and like I blew with Seth and I think I blew with, with somebody else. So you kind of like spread out your odds a little bit Mm -hmm. of, you know, you kind of have better chances of making it to, to Saturday. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I kind of feel like you're somewhat competing against yourself. You know, that's kind of the double-edged sword. Is right. It's like, well, you know, I have all these teams. I'm kind of fighting against myself. But, you know, yeah. if it all pays off, you do well, you end up doing really well. Sure. So I just had one team in the live dock. Gotcha. Um, and Corey and I kind of, he listened to our routine from uh, 2019 a bunch. And he's like, man, I really like these parts. I think we need to do this a little bit different. So we got out there and um, I kind of had some stuff that I was, messing around with and uh, he's like you got to do that he's like it he's like it's just sounds way different so we go up there and uh, Corey has won an incredible amount of contests mm-hmm. in his contest going career. Sure. Um, he's won like every live duck meat duck team duck pretty much across the entire country um you know over the years he's won like every contest that's been out there to win mm-hmm. 
except for the team doc. So he's like, man, he's like, I just, he's like, I really just want to win the team doc. He's like, I already got the live is like, if I win the team doc, I'll have won all of them. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, we were half a point away in 2019 from, from winning. So we go up there, we blow our routine. And I was like, man, I, I think it sounded good, you know, and, and you always kind of think things sound good, but whether or not the judges think so is, could be another story. And they start going through the, they start going through the lineup and they get to, you know, they call out second place and Corey and I, which was actually Trevor and Corey. So once they kind of called third place and Corey was still in it right then, he knew he won. So basically it was like, it was like me calling against Trevor. So, and Trevor's a three-time world live duck calling champion, you know? So he's an unbelievable duck caller as well. So I was like, all right, well, you know, Bub got his, got his world championship. So now we'll see. And mm-hmm. they ended up calling Corey and Trevor for second. So we were both, <laughs> we were both really excited, at, you know, especially after taking second, you know, in 2019 and him yeah. and I, Corey and I have won a bunch of two man beats and stuff before. So that was really cool. And I was like, man, to win going two for two, you know, and you only get a few <laughs> minutes in between contests. So I'm like sending a couple texts out and I'm like, man, like, I won two, you know, two of these contests. <laughs> like it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a pretty wild after party. You're starting to collect so, some Happy Gilmore checks coming for in. sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we get uh, we get to the live goose, and I made the finals in that. We kind of go through, and they, you know, start call us back up there. And if it comes down to me and uh, Bobby Heim, which were the two of us were first and second in 2019. Um, and I think Bob had placed in the live news even previous to that, and, and I had as well. And they end up calling Bobby for a second. So I'm like, oh, holy cow, what are you doing? <laughs> I won three in a row, and now my second like world live goose title. I was like, this is this is incredible, you know. And now by now, everybody's like, well, geez, Mike, you're just gonna win all of them, yeah. you know? Everybody's yeah. already kind of <laughs> chirping me a little bit. And I'm like, hey, like I'm just happy to be here, you know. And uh, it isn't that I felt like, you know, it was a, a fluke or anything like that. Right. I, I, I just felt like I <laughs> yeah. was blown good, but, yeah. you know, sometimes even, even if you do your best, you still, you know, might not win. Still in the hands so, of the judges, right? For sure. So then we get to the live doc, and I'm like, okay, you know, well, I've just, I hadn't made the live doc finals in a couple of years out there. So I was like, all right, you know, I feel good. And uh, I'd watched the routine that I won, uh, the your dive bomb online duck calling contest. I'd watched that a bunch. I was like, well, you know, it worked there. I was like, well, we'll try it again. Mm-hmm. So I blew pretty much like a identical routine to that. And, uh, you know, for the most part, made the finals there, go up and I'm, they start calling down and pretty soon they get to like third place. And, and I don't even remember who it was. And it comes down to me and Corey. <laughs> and I'm like, there's nobody I'd rather, you know, That's take right. second to or, or be That's first right. and second with. And he's like, dude, he's like, you're going to win this contest. I'm like, come on. I'm like, I'm just like happy to happy to be up here. Like, I don't know what to say. You know, I already won three. Like, I don't even care at this point, you know. And they call second place from Gardner. Like, this, is, this is not even a real thing, you know. He's like, I told you, you know, so we hugged and everybody's cheering and I'm like, I don't even know what to say. You know, once they, 
and they go through and they read off like all your prizes and stuff that you win and in the world's contest they have incredible got more prizes. yetis and shotguns yeah. than anybody yeah. I've ever seen well man. after after they called him for a second i mean my in all the contests like my ears just kind of shut off you know and you you kind of talk to yourself and and kind of go over you know what reality kind of sets in a little bit um you know have a few words and it, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. So then I still had, you know, one more contest to go. And I was like, this is, I don't even know what to do. I was like, I, I blew as good as I could the first two rounds of the, of the open goose. So I'm like, I feel really good about it. But um, I was also the only, the only caller from not on the East coast that made the finals out of the six people. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I just squeaked in here. You know, it's hard to say. Sure. Um, so we end up going through, and I, I blew a third round. I felt pretty good about the third round. And uh, John Walls and I ended up tying for whatever place it was. We didn't know. And I'm like, well, John's really, really good. And he's, you know, kind of been one of the top competitors and one of the guys to beat. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I feel pretty good about tying him you know, everybody, everybody blew really well. So I'm like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And John got up and did it. he was the first caller in the tiebreaker. He ended up kind of half missing a, a hail note. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is, this is kind of your open door for whatever place this is. Right. I'm like, let's not mess this up. So I go up there and I start blowing my routine and I'm like, everything's going really good. And I just start getting ready to do my come down. And for whatever reason, somehow, some way I end up like sticking my phone. And it was like kind of in a spot that like, I mean, I thought it was pretty bad, but everybody else was like, yeah, you know, it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. And sure. like, like by then, like my lips are about gone for the night, you know, after going in, in all the contests before that, I'm like, boy, I really hope we don't have another call off which is entirely possible when you have two people that you know make mistakes especially in a call off but the judges were able to kind of get it sorted out and you know so we're up there and they announced fourth place so we're like holy cow if they this could potentially be a a tie for first place right well then they end up calling john for for third and at at that time we knew that he wanted it was like you know but it was like whatever i couldn't be mad at at how I did second place is the best, uh, the best finish that I've had out there in the open. I've taken top five a, a few times, but um, usually like third or fourth. Yeah. And uh, wow. I was really happy for Lee cause he's taken second, you know, a number of times and you know, he's been doing it for a long time as well. So it's uh, like you said, it kind of leaves the door open for, for practicing and getting better for the 2022 worlds. Yeah. Wow. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Man, you turned Easton into the Mike Benjamin show, winning four <laughs> world titles in one night. But like we were just talking about, I have to imagine the only one you didn't win is possibly the one you wanted the most. The world for sure. Obviously, you left on cloud nine after having yeah. the night of your life. But does part of you feel like there's a lot more to be done after coming up just short there? Yeah, you know, and and I kind of, I've had people ask, you know, because it was like a half a point from first place to to second where John and I tied, and it was a half point from us to to third or fourth place where Bobby Heim was, and um, 
you know, one point separating first through fourth is, is wow. a pretty tight contest. And everybody was like, well, what would you have done if you won, if you won the world open too? Like if you just won all five and it's like, well, it'd be a, it would be a weird feeling. Like I, it, it wouldn't be that I felt like I probably didn't deserve to win, you know, cause I felt like I blew as good as I could. Um, but I, you know, was like, well, I hope that nobody would think that there was like some outside interference where it's like, I oh, will just have Mike win everything this year, you know, whatever, sure. which I know they wouldn't do that. That's right. But uh, it's like, well, if I won, if I won all five, it's like, do you just retire? It's like, do you just go out on a high note and be like, right. I went out to Easton. I won all five in one year. Like I'm done. Right. And it's like, part of me is like, I've been doing it for 15 years. So it'd be a pretty easy, it'd be a pretty high note to go out on. But at the same time, I feel like I'm calling as good now or better than I ever have. Absolutely. And I don't really know why that is. If it's just, you know, I've learned what I need to do to win or just the practice or I don't know, maybe I have a little bit more drive. Um, You know, I've got a pretty, pretty tight knit group of buddies that we all travel and call and compete and stay in touch with and you know a couple of few years ago i was about ready to just kind of wrap it up it's like you know just sure. don't really have the drive to compete but you know i, I do now definitely so even, even before the contest so extremely motivating man just gonna keep you keep you hungry until next year i haven't talked to um kyle just a lot about it um really at all uh, but you know being the two-time reigning champion before this one what do you think Kyle did did wrong that kept him from having an opportunity at winning the third? Yeah, I don't um I don't really think that Kyle did anything wrong. I mean he from the routines that I listened to and you just think his style maybe didn't fit the people that were listening to it? It yeah, it very well could be. You know, and, and we were kinda a lot of the competitors and stuff, like when you kinda get in the second round, a lot of people kinda start hanging out like right next to the stage and you really get to hear you get to hear everybody, and you know, in the back of everybody's mind, they're waiting for somebody, you know, somebody really good to make a mistake because mm-hmm. then it kind of opens the door Certainly. for you to advance at least one more spot forward. Sure. And man, the first two rounds, there, I don't think there was a single person that didn't blow an awesome routine. You know, there was nothing where it was like, man, you, you blew really good, but you had that one spot you messed up. Sure. You know, if, if you don't make the cut, like, that's why. So it was everybody blew phenomenal. And the second round, everybody blew really good. So it's like, where do we go from here? Right. You know, usually in a, in a normal contest, if you have 20 callers, you're gonna, between two rounds, you're going to have four to six, seven people, you know, depending on the contest that, that have a little bobble or mm-hmm. have something where it's like, oh, you know, that wasn't just quite right. And, and the judges pick up on that, you know, and they don't make the cut. This year wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody blew exceptionally strong. And yeah, I just, I, it could be a style thing. You know, I didn't, uh, to be honest, I didn't even go ask the judges for what, for what they thought, you know, mm-hmm. it was, I had had a great night. I was Obviously like, you gonna... knew they liked uh, what you were doing. <laughs> so there's no, yeah, reason to... <laughs> yeah, yeah I knew it was, good. I knew it was close enough and, and I had a really, a really good summer. Um, about the only contest I wish I could do over again was the dive bomb contest. Well, I was going to ask you about that. Um, you've been on a tear this year, 
But yeah, one contest you did not perform particularly well by what I would consider your standards this contest season was our first ever dive bomb squad fest that was put on last June. Can you talk about your performance at squad fest and what you think <laughs> maybe has changed, if anything, since then? Yeah. So, you know, you guys had a, had an unbelievable turnout, you know, you had awesome payouts and all that. So it's like, this is going to be, you know, Rogers wasn't having their contest. Like this is going to be the big contest of the summer. And, really and it was the first also one since COVID. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it was the, the first contest of the summer. So, we go out there and, you know, everything was awesome. And the goose was the last contest. Well, I have, for whatever reason, I wouldn't, I would say it's a horseshoe for pulling the bullet, which is the number one caller in mm -hmm. most rounds. And, uh, I ended up drawing the bullet, you know, and it's a really stacked group of callers. And I got up there and, you know, it was, I don't know, it's kind of like you said, one of those happy Gilmore things, you know, it's just the hot and the, the number one caller. And it had been a while and it, it yeah. just slipped. And I ended up, uh, I ended up making a mistake. I think it might come down somewhere and, um, okay. you know, ultimately it, it knocked me out in the first round, gotcha. but it was, it was one of those contests that I reflect back on. It's like, man, I really would have, I really would have liked to have seen even, you know, I wish it would have happened in the second round where I could at least say, okay, I blew really good the first round. Sure. This is how I scored against Kyle and Trevor and Robbie and all those guys that are all very, very good to see where it placed. Sure. And, um, I ended up, uh, yeah, I didn't make the cut, you know, which is, it is what it is. You know, mistakes happen. So, yeah. Having next one's going to be, uh, next July. I think we put the dates out there. I know, I know we have the dates. I need to talk to Kyle and probably need to start being a little bit more aggressive, putting them out there and market them. That way people can start putting them on their calendars, but it's happening For sure. again, man. It's going to be in July and, uh, it's going to be a lot of, it fun. was, yeah, you know, we were talking and, you know, like I said, I've been, been calling for, you know, like 15 calling seasons. And, um, so a bunch of the guys that, you know, we all travel around and, and stay in touch like Corey and those guys. And we all had such a good time out at your contest. Like it was, it was just like a really different vibe mm -hmm. than a lot of the other events that you kind of go to and not saying that, you know, other places holding contests, don't do a great job sure. because they do, but it was just like a different feel. You know, there was a lot of people, like everybody was kind of excited to be there. They mm -hmm. were there for the event. It wasn't, you know, like, Hey, we're, we're at so-and-so store. We'll kind of watch the contest right. a little bit. We're going to do a little walk through the store, you know, and, and then we're going to leave. Like everybody was there, was like there for, for the contest, for, man. That was it. Yeah. For open, from open to close, you know, everybody was there. Everybody was having a good time. The food was great. Um, you know, drinking beer and it sounded like all the vendors and everybody that had a booth there all did very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was really cool to see that. I know a lot of people that for this coming. Absolutely. So hopefully I can get a little redemption out there. <laughs> the live in the open, how much did your, I mean, because like you said, there's hardly no time, especially depending on where you're drawn hardly no time until the next contest starts and you're going from lives to opens yep. ducks to geese. How much does your routine change? I mean, you don't have to get super specific, but just in general between a live and an open contest, is it, is it significantly different is a little bit different. Can you just 
talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, it's from, especially for the goose, like it's from the live goose to the open goose. Yeah. They're, they're kind of one eighties from one another. Okay. And there might be, there might be sequences that I use in the live goose that I, I try to incorporate a little tiny bit of that into my open routine. Okay. But the, your open routine is kind of like your, it's, it's more of a performance where it's like you're, you're trying to you hit everything as hard as you can, mm-hmm. your, your speed, your transitions, you know, your volume, your power and all of that, where the live is a lot more laid back, where there is no structured routine. You're just there to sound like a live bird. Um, so there's no format to follow. Okay. Now for myself, I find, you know, a, a caller, if you're going to compete in live contests, you almost have to have your, uh, your own personal routine. You know, it, it might be sure. extremely different from everybody else's, but it's really hard to practice or to be consistent. Like if you just go up there and, and try and make it some sounds, you kind of right. have to have your own little personal format sure. to follow. Sure. And yeah, it's, um, I think for like next year, you know, they, they run the prelims start at like two o'clock, two o'clock, I think on Friday. So, you know, everybody kind of flies in on Thursday and and I was one of the judges for the, they have a call making competition out there. So I, I went over and I helped like, you know, blew all the calls that everybody submitted and I judged that by the time you're done with that, it's, you know, late afternoon and then by, you know, you're going to go out and get a bite to eat. You know, everybody's been traveling all day. So you kind of call it a, you know, an early night. And then by Friday, by the time you wake up, you kind of get breakfast, you get all your stuff rolling and you get to the high school, you got like an hour, you know, to make kind of a hot lap around the sportsman's tent and stuff there across from the high school in Easton. And then the contest starts. And then I literally, you know, was fortunately, like I sat in the bullpen from, when the very first contest started until the last contest yeah. was over. So you know, you start at two, you're done by eight thirty. you know, it gets to be a long day sitting back there and you don't really get to see anything, sure. um, at, you know, at the, at the whole festival, which is the whole entire city, basically. Definitely. When so, we get off of here, I need you to, yeah. um, I'd love, you know, when I'm listening, I can probably hear little differences, but if you've got a routine of a live and an open on a goose, and if you have like a live and a meat on a duck, if you've got those, we text, we text those to me so I For can sure. just listen to them. Yeah. I'd like to listen to your, your routines and just pick out the difference. Cause when it, when you have, it's not a lot of time between contests, but then when your ears start changing to what everybody else is doing, you know, I was watching it, the live feed, but I don't. You know, I'm not said before, I'm not not super savvy to contest calling. So knowing I mean, I, I kind of get the vibe of what the open is about. You know, you're trying to showcase a, a very well-rounded repertoire of sounds um, yep. in the live. Obviously, you're trying to sound like a bird, but just hearing them back to back. So if you've got one of those, if you would send those to me, I'd like to check them out. What call did you For blow sure. in each contest? Yeah, some kind of like an equal opportunity employer. When it comes to that, like I, um, I've used everything from like for the ducks, um, I've been blowing the same, uh, Molt gear QX, which is one of the very first ones that, that Scott had ever made. Okay. Um, I've been blowing one of those and I've, I've tried other contests, you know, where I've blown a layers, you know, and I've blown, uh, I think an RM one time and I, 
originally started out in Easton blowing um, some rich and tones. Okay. And uh, as far as like the, the live goose and stuff like that, like over the years I've blown molt years um, for several years, I've blown grounds, you know, the last couple, um, the open, everything from molt gears to grounds. It just depends, you know, as I start to practice what I feel like I can do, what I can do the best on, you know, and um, I've had a lot of people ask, you know, especially my family where they don't really know. They're like, so, you know, are you sponsored by companies and stuff like that? And it's like, well, I know all the people that run these companies mm-hmm. very well. Like, you know, they're all really good friends. And at the end of the day, it's, it isn't a, I'm using your call to like promote your company or yeah. this or that. Like at the end of it, like it's, it's for myself. Yeah. You know, when I first started, every everybody that's been in contests calling you know you dream of one day winning a world championship or or being at that level and it isn't i don't you know i don't do it for like the promotion necessarily of like one company or another like obviously if i win with somebody's call like i'm I'm happy that they can put that you know on their you know have that title sure. with their name attached to it but you know at the end of the day it's for myself you know, I'm the one blowing it, you know, blowing the routines and, and it's more of a, a personal thing. So to me, like whatever I feel like I could do the best on, um, for whatever style or category of contest is, you know, I'll just, I'll find a call. And if I, next year it could be a totally different call. Yeah. You know, if I find one that just really fits and, and I can do everything I want, like I'm, I'm going to run it. Yeah. You know, do you like duck or goose calling better? Um, so I started blowing in, in goose contests. Like when I started in like 20 or 2007, um, I pretty much only blew in goose contests and that's what I had practiced for. Well then like when you get to traveling, like with all your buddies, I used to travel with, with Ben Marlowe, who's a a guy from Minnesota here. Mm -hmm. Um, him and I used to travel everywhere together and he would, he was a duck caller. And it was like, hey, we're going to go to Moline this weekend. They got three uh, regional qualifiers for the Worlds. We'll go down. You blow on that. I'll blow the goose. Well, you, I kind of got sick of sitting there. You know, you wait all weekend, and the last contest at every contest was always the open goose. Mm-hmm. So it's like you drive eight, nine hours to get somewhere. Ben competes in all these ducks. You know, I'm pretty much twiddling my thumbs all day Saturday. And then, you know, Sunday there's another duck contest. And then they got like a novice goose and they have the open goose at three o'clock, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I sit from Friday, you know, or Saturday morning till Sunday at three, you know, I was like, finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start blowing a duck contest. I want to have something to do. Like I can blow a duck call. It isn't that right. I don't have the ability. And uh, so for a while, um, even though I was probably better at goose calling, I liked the duck contest better, especially mm-hmm. like the beach street style, because it was, to me, it was easier because I knew exactly what I had to do. There was no, there's no real interpretation for anything. Sure. It's, this is your routine. Every caller is blowing it nearly identically. So it was really easy to follow, mm-hmm. but I kind of gave that up a little bit. Um, I just don't, I don't feel like I'm as good at, anymore on a main street call and i don't really put the time toward it as i used to and i've done very well like took second in, in arkansas the that's what i was year. actually gonna so, ask you i was gonna say yeah. this episode was gonna be a couple days old by the time this airs but i was gonna ask if you're gonna be blowing in in stuttgart arkansas this weekend in the uh, world I, Champions yeah Duck calling contest i am not no, not, not this year there? no i just 
I, I just didn't really have the drive um, to try to do that this year. Um, yeah, but you didn't want to. You didn't want to go to Easton and take everybody's lunch money and then go to go to Stuttgart and do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it would it would be it wouldn't be bad, but no, it's uh, yeah. There's I just didn't really have the drive to do that this year, sure. so I kind of helped out and judged most of those contests if gotcha. uh, if they needed help. But um, it is something that maybe if I get a little bit of a fire lit, I'll I'll start to to practice in that um, and do that again. Okay. But no, I'm taking uh, taking the 2021 uh, Main Street Worlds, um, taking a little break. From did that you blow week. it um, two years ago in Stuttgart? I did. Yeah. Um, what did you say? You you, you set you taken second in Stuttgart though. I, yeah, I took second there, and I think it was 2015, the first year that Logan did that. I think he beat me by one point. Oh, man. So, if, uh, and that's kind of one thing I've been thinking about, too, is it's like, you know, if I'm, if I'm ever lucky enough to win the World Open, like nobody's ever won the World Duck and the World Goose. So, like, Robbie Iverson took second in Stuttgart one year, Trevor took second in 2019. Um, you know, yeah, no, but nobody's crazy. ever, yeah, nobody's ever won the the World Duck in Arkansas and the World Goose. So that would probably be the next thing. But the World mm-hmm. Goose means more means more to me than what the World Duck does, sure. even though the World Duck is probably a little bit more of a prestigious title, mm-hmm. I think, in most in most people's eyes. But yeah, I got you. Yeah. I know the team victories are awesome, but the individual contest, I think they're a little more intense. Because you're out there For on sure. your own island, you know, yeah. What's exactly what was going through your head when it came down to you and Corey, and you heard second place winner was from Gardner, Kansas. You know, Corey's he won in 2019. He's taken second out there a couple times. He's the best meat and live duck caller, you know, in yeah. the country yeah. as far as you know contest one. And there's other very good, you know, very good callers out there. Um. So for who was there, I was like, man, you know, Corey could, could certainly win this. Sure. You know, he's very good. He's proven himself and he's one of my very good friends. So when it came down to first and second, I was just like, man, I'm happy either way. Yeah. You know, if Corey wins, I'm going to be really yeah. happy. If I win, I'm going to be blown away, especially after the night that I had already had. Sure. But, you know, the, the live contests are, are something where you can really put your own your own personal thought and spin onto mm. the sounds you do and kind of your routine that you follow, you know, with yourself. And Corey's routine is always really, you know, really good. And I was my overall goal for all the lives is just you have to find something to be different. Mm-hmm. Because in any contest, you know, if you have 20, 30 callers, you're going to hear the majority of it, you know, 80% of it's all going to be the same sequences, Mm -hmm. you know, the same sequences and, you know, kind of the same flow for the most part, you know, everybody's going to have their own little twist, but it it can be a little bit predictable. So I think for the judges, it's, it's hard for them to give a really high score when everybody sounds the same. And that's, I think somewhere, sometimes like in Arkansas, like for the main street dock, I think that's the hardest contest to win because, you have a number of guys that are all equally as good that all can certainly win. You know, they have the ability and and if they blew well, there's, if they won, it would be no surprise. 
but you know, you're the luck of your draw. You have 72 callers all doing the same thing. Right. Your, your early draw callers yeah. don't score as well, yeah. you know? So for the live, it's like, you need, I want to do something that stands out. Something sure. to where when I go up there the next round, if I make the cut, the judges are like, I remember this guy. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Whether or not I'm better than another person, at least in their mind, it's like, I remember this guy because yep. whatever. That makes sense. And yeah, and that, that could very well be something that, you know, allowed me to win three of the, you know, or even four of the four contests this year was just being different. Yeah. Wow. So December 13th and 14th, man, you'll be joining us at final descent in Lubbock, Texas, sure. then 15th, 16th. We're going to go up to Amarillo and, see toby again at cadillac yep. creek you think we'll get to uh, hunt together again in a freezing cold blizzard or you think the weather's going to be a little bit more favorable well, this time around i'm hoping that we don't have the blizzard <laughs> like we had last time um but I, i'm sure it'll be a good time regardless you know it's just cool to get down there and i had a blast last time because you never really know what you're going to shoot next you could be shooting, you know, one of the, you shoot a flock of ducks and the next flock you're shooting into some specs and you shoot some lessers. Then you got some snow geese. Then you got some sandhill cranes. You know, it, there's such a variety of, of birds down there that, you know, when, when you're hunting some of those feed fields and stuff, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. Definitely. So man. it's pretty, it's pretty enjoyable down there where I'm used to just like, Oh, what's on the, what's on the menu for today? Big geese. <laughs> what's on the menu for tomorrow? <laughs> biggies so definitely man i look forward to hanging out with you and uh, spending some time in the field again this season you're a quality dude mike great ambassador for contest calling and waterfowl hunting in general and man you deserve uh, all the success you've gotten very very happy for you yeah thank you i appreciate it yeah absolutely well mike congrats on the world titles and all the goodies and yeti coolers and shotguns and (laughs) ammo and checks and everything that came along for sure and i uh i sure appreciate you joining me today and uh, yeah Yeah, anytime i look forward to seeing you soon buddy absolutely we'll see you here in just probably a few short weeks all right man see ya we'll we'll see ya all right there it is mike benjamin what a stinking run wow Our YouTube video has been dropping like crazy, two a week, most weeks. Views are up, likes are up, comments are up. Thank you guys so much for your support there. If you're not already, please go over there and subscribe. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. It's been an incredible season so far, and we just hope we can can keep this train rolling because, man, it's been killer. We appreciate you guys taking a little bit of your time out of the day and joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dot Bomb Squadcast.